Hey everyone, welcome to What's Your GFI, a podcast for group fitness enthusiasts. Michelle here, and I have got an awesome episode for you. This is where I get to talk to Kim Basler. She's a eating psychology coach and a fitness instructor, personal trainer, friend of mine. And we talked about mindset around food, around coaching uh, participants, around instructors and fitness professionals themselves, what kind of mindset um, tips can help them. And it was really great. So hope you enjoy. So let's begin. So I want to welcome Kim to uh, the podcast today. Kim, you're going to kill me even though we've known each other for a long time. How do you pronounce your last name? No problem. It's Basler. Basler. Do you get Basler? Um, I used to. I haven't for a long time. <laughs> okay, yeah. good, because I, did, I didn't say it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Kim Basler, who is on uh, the podcast today, uh, awesome instructor as well as um, mind coach, a mindset coach. Uh, actually, she'll introduce herself way better. Um, but this uh, topic today is really um, one of many that I've been asked to to kind of talk about and to have professionals on to speak uh, because of the, well, let's just face it, the intense relationship that instructors, fitness professionals have with their industry, with their craft, with their program, with their participants, with their families, all around being in the fitness industry. So I thought, you know, this is a great thing, you're right, to bring it up for instructors and Kim works with instructors as well as, let's say, participants in this case. Uh, so Kim is going to uh, chat with us today about uh, coaching and dialogue that we have um, as professionals in the fitness industry um, around food and around nutrition and around, you know, that sort of thing. So actually, Kim, why don't you take it away and uh, we'll get going. Sure. I'll just um, introduce myself just briefly to the listeners. Um, my title is I'm a food freedom and mindset coach, and I'm helping um, women, specifically women at this point in time, really help them with their relationships with food and uh, their body image, really, and how they feel about themselves. Uh, in a very quick synopsis, I have been working in the fitness industry for 28 years now. I started teaching when I was 16, but I struggled with um, dieting and body image issues from the age of 12 until I was 41. And, and to be honest with you, I'm still navigating that still at this point in time because you know when you struggle with eating disorders and disordered eating for so long, it's so, sort of still a part of you. Um, but really I find that you know I've worked in the fitness industry in lots of different capacities. I've worked as an instructor. I, I'm still a certified personal trainer, um, team, team training coach, and you know different leadership positions in the, co- in the company. And I just found that through my journey and through what's happened with me in my life in the last few years, that I really think it's important with what's happening in our world today with the number of people that are struggling with um, accepting their bodies. And I'm not even talking loving their bodies, accepting their bodies. And there's just a lot of um, punishment that is happening in the gym uh, with respect to what they ate, um, what they, because they missed a workout, they feel like they have to, you know, go extra hard, like all of this kind of stuff. And we're really losing um, sight and direction with the purpose of health and fitness and moving our bodies and respecting our bodies. So I'm really passionate about this because I know, you know, of course, 
Uh, I'm 44 now. I started teaching when I was 16. There's a lot of um, variation that's happened in the industry sure. over this time, right? But um, I think, you know, I can reflect on the way I used to cue and the way I used to coach and the way I coach now. And I really believe that we need more um, of a balance. And I'll say balance because we all know that there's different types of participants in our studios, right? Um, and this is group fitness, obviously, but we have some participants who have a really great relationship with their body and they just love performance and they love challenging their bodies and making their bodies stronger. But we can't be um, neglectful to the fact that there are people in the room that are not liking their bodies and they're thinking that they need to change their body in order for them to learn to love it or accept it. And we have to find a balance in our coaching around that to ensure that we are, um, you know, setting, setting our members and participants up for success long-term. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And your similar situation, um, definitely I, I can knock on wood say that I haven't feel, felt that I've had any kind of disordered eating or any issue that way, but I too been teaching 30 years this year. Um, and same idea started when I was 18 because mm -hmm. it was university and I had free time before classes and it was let's so oh, what's the where's that music coming from oh the rec center oh, I'll go over there and then I oh aerobics class aerobics what's that <laughs> and then realized it was a combination of dance because I was taking dance at the, at the up and since I was five and then aerobics too cool why not and uh, in I'm lucky to say that because I haven't had that experience, I never, I can totally say I've never coached that way because I, I've never felt that way. Like I'm going to eat kind of what I want to eat and I'm not going to work out really hard to compensate for something I ate. Like I just knew I felt better when I ate this way. That's all. Okay. If I ate something healthy, I would feel much better. If I ate junky, I would feel crappy. And even though doing my fitness class made me happy, endorphins wise my body didn't feel very good so i was like maybe don't have that chocolate bar before class michelle same idea but i know that i might be a minority in that that uh most of the people having been a, a, a personal trainer as well like you and sitting down with people and doing consults and i mean kind of directing the questioning um towards why do you want to change you know, and, and wouldn't you be more, you just spend an hour telling me you'd be much more happier if you lost this much weight because you're, you're, you, you'd be happier for your family and you'd be happier for this and you'd fit into these clothes and, and now you don't want to get the personal training. I don't understand. Like that was actually kind of the, the coaching like that we would give as a trainer. So this is interesting to me because as a fitness instructor, I didn't have that issue with people. Um, it was let's all get together and have some fun for fitness classes. But when it came to personal training, I definitely see what you're saying. So yeah, yeah I, I just, more on this is really interesting to me. It's just important. I think it's just important. And I love the fact that you're re respecting the fact that you don't have any background on this thinking. And, you know, I think it's just really being open and mindful to the fact that there are lots of different belief systems that people have grown up with and, we have to be open to it. And so we have to be mindful of the fact of not presenting our own attitudes and beliefs and perceptions on other people. You know, I, I think about having our young, young children, young teens coming into classes during the summertime and being exposed to an instructor who innocently, I want to believe, innocently says, oh my gosh, you know, I had so much food last night. I can't wait to get this workout and I'm going to, you know, it's an innocent comment. 
But all of a sudden, we're we're planting messages in our kids that exercise. We look, I'm not I'm not blind to the fact that exercise burns calories, and I'm not blind to the fact that exercise changes the shape of your body. But when that is our sole purpose of coaching, um, we have to really be open to new ways. And uh, I think that's really what I wanted to talk about today is just looking at some of the things that I want us to be aware of. And I say us because, you know, I'm, I'm taking in messaging around me too. So like sometimes you can take on other people's coaching cues and you think, oh, that's a really great coaching cue. I'm going to use that. But you have to really stop and think, am I on autopilot? Because some instructors are sometimes on autopilot and they're right. And they're just sort of saying the same things that they hear coming out of the videos that they're learning from. And you're not necessarily looking at the audience that you're teaching in front of you. I, I am blessed to say that I teach women in their 70s and their 80s. Well, first of all, I never talk about trying to get that bikini body. I've never coached that way. Yeah. Right? But let's, let's be real here. Like, these are 70 and 80-year-old women. Is that really coaching that's going to be specific to them? Right. So, you know, I think that that's the biggest thing. And if I, if I can, I'd like to just sort of start talking about really being mindful of what we're saying in shape looks like. So don't assume that being in shape has a certain look to it. Um, I would encourage your listeners uh, and even participants that are listening to this, if you are struggling with um, feeling like your body, although you are in shape and although you can perform really well, you still don't feel you're fit because you are quote unquote overweight or quote unquote fat. I would encourage you to look into the health at every size movement and be recognizing the fact that we can have health and we can have fitness in all body shapes, all of them. Um, I'm living proof to that. And so be open to that. And so as an instructor, I'll speak to the instructors that are listening, be very mindful that you are not putting your perception on what health looks like onto somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will very honestly admit when I was a personal trainer I had one incident where a person came to me and they weren't really what sure what their goals were you know they kind of knew they should be exercising and so they said I'm not really sure I very innocently presented to the fact that maybe they would want to lose some weight and um, fortunately that experience didn't go wrong but that was never in that person's mind whatsoever that they needed to lose weight and so you know I was young and I you know I reflect on that but I think we have to be very mindful that just because somebody's choosing to do our class and we might look at them and think, oh my gosh, that person must be here for weight loss. Um, when I'm having some conversation with them, I might direct my cues around that. We can't put our our own perceptions and belief systems onto somebody else on what why we think they're there. Right. And that that's a good point too, to kind of uh, follow along with additional, I would almost say additional training and why I believe in getting your fitness instructor certification on top of a pre-choreographed certification. So, I mean, I taught at the YMCA. We had um, a, some, we had MASA, so BTS. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and then the Good Life has Les Mills, right? And the training is great. Um, the coaching cues or technique, great. Education, great. Um, you know, the, the team coaching, the, you know, come on, we'll finish this, this last round as a team. Super, super great. And like you said, they're just new instructors watching videos, repeating the coaching, um, but then projecting exactly what you said, their personal 
situation. So they got into it maybe because they wanted to lose weight and they lost weight. And mm-hmm. it, they, they're, you know, there's other things bombarding us and, you know, on social media and marketing and pictures so that it innocently comes out that that's not what they meant, but that's what comes out. So I guess my thing is having them go and take additional training so that they learn some actual anatomy and physiology so that when they just are mentioning things to people, it's, it's coming from that point of view versus you want to lose weight. Listen, just, you need to move your, your muscles need to do this. Your they need to attach the bones. So you need strong bones. So you need to do weight bearing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, what, what do you think about that? Like having oh, yeah. the additional, the additional and, training. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that that's great. And you can also then take that additional training and take it into focusing on body positive cueing and, and just looking at, like, we just have to be open to, to exploring new ways of inspiring our members. Um, I think that there is a lot of aesthetic based coaching cues out there. And, you know, I, let's be real. When members come to me as come to us and they're constantly asking, how do I flatten my stomach? How do I tone up my arms? Like all the things that they're saying, and then they bash their bodies to us, right? When we hear this, right? So we think that by motivating them and telling them that this will change the shape of your body and this will change the shape of your body, we think that that's helping them. What I think most importantly will help our members is helping them understand that when you feel better, you do better, right? This is this is the way things work. And, you know, I think we have to be mindful and just go, you know what, some people enjoy some aesthetic-based coaching cues. Um, we can give some of those still too, but I still don't think it has to be in a way of body shaming, right? Or saying, you know, making somebody feel like their body's not good enough, or guess what, you know, you now, summer's coming, let's focus on getting our, our bodies back for our, our bikinis. Like, why can't my body wear a bikini now? So it just plants messages in people all the time that does, they don't need to be there. So I think it's up to us to present new ways of thinking to our members, to our one-on-one conversations with people. When somebody comes to us and starts to bash their bodies in whatever way they're choosing to do it, rather than agreeing with them, you know, because we think that that's what they want, why don't we present a new way of thinking, holistic health, like holistic health. How far will you go when you actually can learn to love and accept and move your bodies for what your body can do for you? Look what your body did for you in here today. Set some performance-based goals. And, they don't, and not everything has to be about changing your body and the way it looks. It can be also about what can my body do for me today? Amazing. Yeah. It's, 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 especially as we're getting older. And then, like you said, we're having participants in our class that are older, our age and older. Um, it, just not having my knees be sore anymore, you know, or not as often as they are because they're going to be because I'm getting older. Um, and what do you say to that for, say, instructors that can't can't relate, can't can't relate? And I guess that's why I'm going back to the whole go get some education on top of it too, because then yeah. you can. Cause you, well, yeah, and I think that that ultimately comes down to who's in front of you, right? Yeah. Um, you know. A 20-year-old is not going to be able to fully understand and relate to somebody who is in their 70s. And by telling them, oh, just, you know, you need to take the inflammation out of your diet and your knees will never hurt again. <laughs> like, like yeah. let's be real here, right? So yeah. to me, with that person, you're offering them options. You're celebrating all the things that their body can do. You know, this is, this is, this is the thing. So education is very important. But I just think that that's why who, 
unfortunately, I still hear it. People are choosing to join. People are choosing to become fitness instructors because, oh, I work out anyways. I might as well get paid for it. This is not, yeah, this is, this is not why we should be taking, taking that opportunity to have a mic on our head and take that platform to lead and inspire and educate just so that we get paid to do something that we're going to do anyways. If, you have, if that's your reason for going into it, you've missed the whole message, yeah. right? So the workout on the stage is not for us. The workout on the stage is for our members. And we have to remember that always so that we're there giving options. The people that are hardcore, they love it. They know what they're doing. They're just going to do it. We know that. So yeah. teach to the members who need to be inspired. I had a man in my class last night, you know, a young guy, hadn't worked out for a year. He was a fit, strong guy. You could tell that, but his endurance wasn't there. And, you know, track track two of, um, you know, uh, the Les Mills class I was teaching, he ran into a little bit of trouble. Now, fortunately, he was, he was a keener, and we, you know, we had some humor around it, and he was okay, and we had a good talk afterwards about – nutrition and the importance of not going from 12 o'clock until 6 30 without eating like we have these conversations but the fact is we have to meet our members where they are our goal long term is is helping our members with behavior change our goal is not to help a member lose weight as far as i'm concerned our members is to our goal is to help our members with behavior change to help them on all levels of holistic health to be happy and healthy and have good mental health and good clarity around why they're doing what they're doing and if you're doing it for the sake of just getting your body ready for your wedding dress you know that's not going to take us long term which is really what i think our goal is as instructors right and what do you think then of because it really has to do with like mindset what, mm -hmm. what you feature how can we how can we meet our our participants we're there like would not take sitting down with them and really getting to know them. And that's kind of hard as a fitness instructor, right? You got 30 people, 40 people come to your class. Um, and we're good on coaching, like what things are better to say and and, and that should come from a genuine place, not just because we're doing this podcast and people say, oh, well, you know, I should stop saying bikini body. Like <laughs> you have to feel that yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? Light bulb just went off. They got a good point that's going to come naturally to me, but what, what other places or what other, we talked about this, what other, what other times could we be watching or, 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 or coaching to, to, to people, I guess I could yeah, say. I know exactly where you're going with this. I mean, what I ultimately always do is empower the member to make the best choices for them on that specific day. We are not going to always have the same energy. Uh, we may be a new mom, I had a, a, a mom with, um, I think, nine or 10-month-old twins, okay? And yeah, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and she, was, she was in the gym, and she was giving it her all, and you know, kudos to you. But we have to be respectful of the fact that not all days, um, we are going to be feeling optimal. And I'm not even talking about sleep or nutrition. I'm talking about heavy stuff that people are carrying every day. And there are a lot of um, stressors in people's lives. Um, some that they can control and some that they can't control. But all of that sucks energy out of the body. Mm -hmm. And so to me, when we can empower our members and have our members advocate for themselves to know what they need to do on that day. And so not only altering the intensity of the workout that they're having or maybe choosing to, um, you know, only do half the class instead of what about giving our members permission 
to choose to skip a day. It's skip a day if that is exactly what your body needs on that day. Or maybe you choose to move in a different day. Of course we want our members in our classes. Of course we want to, to have fun and energy in our classes. But sometimes what our health needs is a walk in the woods with our dog. Sometimes what our health needs is, is time with our family to have some cuddles on the couch with our kids and just give ourselves permission to be fed and nourished on another level. Uh, we, we can't make everything about nutrition and exercise because there's our, our health is, is all encompassing. And I know that from my own journey. I could have the thinnest, fittest body in the world, but when I was mentally unwell, it doesn't make, that's not health. Right. right health is holistic so i think it's a matter of again just reiterating reiterating that our members have the opportunity to give themselves permission to do what feels right for them in their body and if that means making the, the workout easier um choosing to do something different maybe they don't want to come to your heavy body pump class today maybe they choose to go to a yoga class or maybe they just have some extra stress and they want to go to a dance class today there's no judgment. There's no shame on people. You know, I think sometimes instructors like to do that. They like to like say, "Oh yeah, you know, it's oh, like we're, oh, we missed you in class yesterday." Where yeah. and then I, 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 I've done that. So that one I will like slap <laughs> on the wrist because I've been like, we played the song. You requested that one, a squat <laughs> track, and you weren't there. And then oh, you know, this came up at work, and it was comical but now that you say that I'm kind of like mm. you know what it's 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 I, I don't think you necessarily need to judge yourself on saying that I think it's just a matter of just being aware of it and we just never know what people are carrying like I remember a member coming in to my class on a regular basis late she always came in late my class was full I didn't have equipment like there was it was just it was a lot of chaos to get her in there and I remember and I'm proud of myself for doing this Rather than judging her, because members judged her all the time for being late, they would, you know, talk to me about it all the time. I chose to have a conversation with her one time, and I asked her, is there a reason why, you know, you're showing up late? Well, little did I know she has to take two buses to get there, two buses to get there. So here I am judging her for being a couple minutes late, when meanwhile it took her an hour to get there. Yep. So we have to be really open to having conversations and, and just, you know, getting to know our members, getting yep. to know them, and, you know letting them make the choices that are best for them in that day and this goes back to the whole point of not putting our judgment like we all know the importance of strength training of course we do but sometimes we just want our we people just need to move so if getting them to move means that they want to go to zumba all the time and we know <laughs> we know that if they have weight loss goals we know that if they actually did some strength training it would help them with those weight loss goals for sure but yeah bottom line is if they enjoy dancing and they have fun coming to Michelle's class then let them keep coming you know we don't have to judge them but it's education right, right. we want to educate them let them know um, let them make choices I always feel that if members can make their choices that come from them and let them create the awareness of why they want to do what they want to do they're going to go farther versus if we put our belief systems on them nice so um, I like what you're saying about having the conversation with uh, with a member, maybe like after class to just feel, find out about them or find out a bit, right? Um, what other times, like what other place, like places can we talk to them about things you were mentioning? Yeah, I mean, there's times in the change room, of course, you can talk to people after class. I, I mean, um, 
I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Um, <laughs> but there, there are people like myself who do the work that I do. And, you know, members don't necessarily need to invest money in learning more, but they can start following. There are so many amazing social media platforms of mm -hmm. body positive um, influencers um, that are pumping out the messages that our members need to hear. So let's, let's look at that. Tell our members to look at their social media. Who are you following? Okay, nice. Are they, are they, are you seeing things that are influencing you that make you feel good about yourself or are they making you feel bad about yourself? I know for myself as a coach, when I have, um, my clients struggling with comparison, that's the first thing I have them do is look at their social media feed, start unfollowing people and start looking for the people that are going to inspire you long term. You, you can't to when you when you are a 350 pound woman and you're following somebody who's 110 pounds soaking wet and she's just telling you oh just follow my perfect diet and you'll look like me too like is this really something that's going to inspire you long term yeah so i mean looking at your social media feed and and ultimately um i i know and i believe wholeheartedly that i'm not selling anything I know that what I have changed in my life and my approach to health and fitness is going to help me long-term. There's not a single dollar that I regret investing in myself. So I think it's just a matter of letting people know that there, are, there is help out there, you know? And mm -hmm. to be honest with yourself, and if you really believe that you need help with this, um, it's important to own that. And I'm just gonna take a second too, just to acknowledge that our young children are struggling. They're struggling a lot with body image issues, and as a parent, mm -hmm. you're doing your best to influence your children to, to be healthy. But again, are you putting your messages on what health looks like onto your children by telling them that sugar's bad for them, by telling them that they can't eat too much junk food or they're going to get fat? Like, what are the messages you're telling? I'm, I'm sorry, but it's being wow. told. Yeah. It's yeah. being told because women and men, but mostly women, I'm going to say, are living in fear. We're living in fear. and we are presenting these images onto our children, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously, we're doing it and we're weighing ourselves. And I mean, I own all that part of my journey. You know, I did the best I could with the knowledge that I had, but I know, I know for a fact that I'm influencing my children. I have a 16 year old daughter and an almost 15 year old son. And I know I'm influencing them in a better direction for long-term health and happiness because I have to say being in a thin body does not equal happiness. Being in a thin body does not equal health. Okay. They are not like specifically related. I was in many thin bodies over my 29 years of dieting. I still wasn't happy. I'm happy with myself now. Mm -hmm. So it's this bigger picture that we have to um, really own and recognize that, you know, we have opportunities to influence each other. When you're with your girlfriends and you're sitting around having some wine and your girlfriend starts to bash your body or she starts to tell you how she's on another new diet, why not take the opportunity instead of you all feeding into that conversation, why not empower each other and help lift each other up in other areas of our lives versus always attacking food as the sole reason that you're not happy. Yeah. There's just so many parts to it. I'm going on a bit of a soapbox here, but no, it's a no. topic for me. <laughs> But here's the thing, group fitness and instructing is a passion for many of us. Yeah. And, and it's not about, we, we don't do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make enough money, like whatever you want to say. Um, so it is, it's really passionate. And when we say we want numbers in our classes, it's because we just want a lot of people to have, enjoy 
what we enjoy so much. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's for me. That's what it is. Right. I don't necessarily care if they go to someone else's class. Like you said, I've had people that love me. Like we talk before class, we have a good time. I know their family. They've had me come out and do Zumba at birthday parties for them. They're, they're cyclists. They don't come in my Zumba class. Don't come in my Zumba class at all, but standing outside the room, talking to people, they're seeing you on social media. They're like, I really like your posts about this food or this thing or whatever. Don't come into my class at all. But, but you, you know, develop a relationship. I've done a relationship. Right? So it is a passion thing. So there's no soapbox here. This is like if we want people to be healthy and not um, mentally broken down, um, yeah. it, it's, it's an important topic and it can't be can't be hammered enough in so yeah and I think that that's an important thing too that you know it's funny I actually chose just last night to put a little um conversation starter on my social media feed and I asked group fitness participants what do you what type of coaching style do you like from your instructors what motivates you the most this is the question I put out on my feed last night and I just wanted to see what came up Oh, and I must have missed it. When did you put yeah. it up? Like, just like, <laughs> I don't know, eight or nine o'clock. It just goes Okay, I gotta look for it. <laughs> um, but ultimately, what our members are wanting is they're wanting to be encouraged, they're wanting to be inspired, they're wanting to have fun, they're wanting to see us as real instructors. And so, I bring this up because I think that there's a lot of pressure on instructors to look a certain way and it's not right. I actually know of, um, this is sad, but I knew of a member who quit our gym because the instructor that she was going to be attending did not look the way she thought a fitness instructor should look. And so she quit the gym. And I hope that instructor never, ever found out about that. Because I've even, heard that. I've heard yeah, that. Lots it's of horrible. Yeah. And how many instructors, how many people want to become a group fitness instructor because they love it and they want to inspire and they know what fitness does, but they don't feel that they have the body that will represent fitness. And so I think we, the more we can be real as instructors and allow ourselves to be seen and, you know, no, we don't want to get up on the stage and complain. I'm not saying that, but allow yourself to be seen. Don't beat yourself up if you make mistakes. People want to be seeing real instructors. Let them know that you enjoyed some birthday cake and it doesn't have to follow up with the fact that you know now you're going to burn it off like just let them know that you eat cake when i love it when i'm in a grocery store and people see my shopping cart and they see all different types of food in my shopping cart and it oh oh my gosh you eat that food really of course i'm a human being too right like we have to allow our members and our participants to see the real side of us we don't have to because let's be real here uh if they think that they have to be perfect um, with everything that they eat and they have to, they never can skip a workout. I mean, talk about pressure. Right. And so it's just, we, we just have to, again, let members be on their own journey and, and let them be, some people are, it's like, I'm going to choose. I don't need to have the abs. That's not a goal of mine. What I want to be able to have is enjoy my past and enjoy my cake with my kids, enjoy popcorn at the movies with my kids, like whatever, enjoy my wine with my girlfriends. Like some people, there's so many spectrums of what health and fitness looks like for people. And so right. we have to just be recognizing all of that in our queuing, in the way we relate, in the way we converse and the way we portray health, right? Absolutely. No, that's perfect. And then uh, relationships, I would say also just uh, to round it up would be relationships with all of us in the fitness industry. So um, 
as an instructor too, I find it's helpful to follow many different types of people and that um, over my years, I'm able to relate to so many like you. I'm a mom, so I can relate to moms. I can relate to moms of boys. I can relate to maybe moms of girls now because I have a granddaughter and boy, she's, she's an interesting one, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> girls, what's that about? Another episode. Um, I can relate to being a visible minority and we have different med- uh, genetic things that we have to actually consider. We have genetic predispositions. We also have stereotypes about us. Um, I will remember, never forget the fact that my biggest thing is that it's a shocker that I'm in this industry as it is today because when I started phys ed classes in high school, I hated phys ed because they expected me to be the fastest. And I'm not lying. Like, and they didn't, this was 1980, whatever, right? So they didn't think anything of it. I was made to try out for the track team. Wow. I would get third, fourth. They'd be disappointed. I was telling them from the get-go, I don't like this. This isn't my thing. There was no fitness instructors coming into schools like there is now, right? So it was straight calisthenics. It was straight running laps, running. And as soon as I could not have to take phys ed, it wasn't a required, I stopped. I didn't take anything for like five or six years. And I went to university, listened to music, playing with fitness, was like, what's this? Got my fitness instructor certification from the YMCA like that year and haven't looked back. And then it made me want to go back to school and take fitness health promotion and like so from the from you talking about being able to um talk to uh, the younger generation um and having them come in and just that's impo- that's really resonating with me and then again just over my years being able to relate to the different groups of people um being a single mom I was a single mom so I know what it's like to have a couple of kids and then trying to get your fitness in doesn't always work not buying the best foods because let's be honest, the best foods are not cheap. The yeah. crappy foods are cheap. And so yeah. then you beat yourself up because you can't afford good food. Well, what's good food? You know, yeah. that's a whole other thing, right? So yeah, I just find that if, if you're able to be more open-minded, like you said, uh, and look, what are you looking at as a, as a fitness instructor yourself? Who are you following? Are you trying to understand just the world around you and not just your little narrow world which it can become yeah um everyone will be better for it so i mean that's that's 100 percent why i wanted to talk to you because mindset for your clients i get it but like as instructors we we go through we go through it too right and so yeah yeah and you know i think the mindset's another whole topic but i think that's the other piece of it is women i'm going to just say women women are struggling because we are told um we are told to take care of ourselves yeah we are told now prioritize your self-care etc etc but on the flip side you grew up with strong messaging to take care of others you 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 know so we are struggling with so many different messages knowing how to navigate being there for my kids, watching my child play softball, um, but where am I supposed to fit my gym in? And oh my gosh, I'm supposed to go at five o'clock in the morning if it's important enough for me, but I only got three hours sleep last night because Johnny was up with the flu. Like there's just so many pressures. And so again, 
if we're trying to help our members long term, we have to just let them find forgiveness in themselves, keep cheerleading them forward. We all need cheerleaders. We really, really do. There's just, and I mean, I say this, and of course now with me having my own business, I'm teaching less, but I used to just live and breathe fitness. I was working full time for, for a fitness company. This is what I did. I love fitness. It will always be a part of me. Um, but at the same point in time, we have to recognize that not everybody does. And so on that note, I'm also going to say that if a member is hating all the burpees that they're doing, okay, they hate them. They're not enjoying them at, at all. Like even afterwards, they don't leave feeling better about themselves. They feel actually crappier. I always ask my clients on every level, if all forms of exercise and movement burned the same amount of calories, yeah. which would you choose to do? What do you have the most joy, enjoyment and fun in? Yeah. And that's what I want them doing. More of that. Because ultimately, you and I both know movement is important for the body. And notice that I'm calling it movement and not exercise. Yeah. So let's just be real here and get people moving and enjoying what they're doing. Because if you're in a stress response, the entire time you're doing those 100, 150 burpees and your heart rate's pumping and you're already full of cortisol to begin with, is this really a beneficial thing for your body, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. Shameless plug here. Take a song by Zumba. We do burpees, but you'll love it because the music is awesome. And we just do enough in the music so that you don't even realize you're doing burpees. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I think, the, like, just to sum it up, because we can talk forever because yeah. I'm talking to you and you're just so awesome. But I guess to sum it up, for me, from what I'm, from what I got out of this fantastic episode was uh, two things. One, as an instructor, it's important that I have the right mindset for what I want to do. And I want to share my love of fitness. And now I'm going to kind of start changing my verbiage to movement because I, I like that better. So what I want to improve my mindset to share my joy of movement. That's going to be yeah. one of my takeaways. I love and my it. Second, and my second takeaway is basically everyone was a beginner once. Everyone started somewhere. All your instructors started somewhere. And that start is, is it's, a, it's a constant dynamic journey. So don't beat yourself up because one day you're on top of the world with your movement and your nutrition and everything's on point and then a, a wedding happens and then you beat yourself up because the wedding happened and you just you didn't exercise you didn't eat like that is something that everybody does i've done it probably not to a grave scale but that's my second takeaway is that everyone started somewhere it's a journey it's gonna have hills enjoy the hills learn from them yeah. they make you a stronger person don't beat yourself up so. i love it I love it. It's perfect. And I think we all deserve to do something that challenges us. I started taking bachata dance lessons. I saw that. You go, I, girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do I ever, it made me feel like a new, well, I mean, it is all new, right? And yeah. uh, it just thought, this is what it feels like for our members when they're trying something new, yeah. because you're learning on the spot. You're learning in the movement, in the, in the, in the time, right? Yeah. And uh, do something new, get yourself uncomfortable. It's such a good, a good thing to do for yourself. Love it. Well, thanks, Kim, Thank for you. chatting, and uh, I hope you 
are okay with the fact that unfortunately you are going to be a reoccurring guest. Because <laughs> That's good. I'm good with it. I'm, I know when I post, people are going to be all over it and they're going to want you to talk again about different aspects. We've talked about one thing, but yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for taking some time. You are so welcome. I was um, pleased to be here and pleased to do this for you. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, listening to uh, my podcast episode today. And if you have any questions, uh, want to contact Kim, I will definitely put the information in the post. Uh, but Kim, what is your website just off the top of your head? Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know it. it's all good. Uh, yeah, www.kimbasler.com is okay. literally what it is. Easy, so easy to know. Yeah, and okay. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Kim, so much. Thank you. And that was my chat with Kim Basler. Fantastic, right? Uh, if you have any questions, you can definitely check out the post because I will put down her information, her website. She's also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me too, because there was some really great stuff in that episode about um, coaching and about you know what to say to participants what to say to yourself you know it was it was an awesome episode hope you enjoyed it have a great rest of your day everyone